Hello, hello, all you busy mamas out there and dads who are finding this content of use too. I know there's some of you. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. In this episode, I dive into a conversation with Julia Sarver. I think you will really appreciate this conversation. She is a health coach and a guide to health coaches, and it's just a really fun conversation because we come it's funny, we came to the same conclusion, but we come from different backgrounds. And I always find that it's fascinating to see where people have come from and how they've gotten to that point of really making good decisions on a daily basis. And so I hope that you can learn from that as well. But before we dive in, I have two things that I want to share with you. The first is that this episode is brought to us by Thrive Market. So if you go to plansimplemeals.com slash thrive, you can get a special deal when you join up. But let me tell you a little bit more about why you might do this. So one of the things I talk a lot about and made a really big difference in my life was the time that I could cut out of all those moments I was running to the to go shopping for food and I was dragging kids and nobody was happy and meal planning made such an important improvements and all that, but I still found myself going to the market a lot. And so what I started doing was ordering once a month all those things that I didn't need to be getting on a weekly basis. So gluten-free pasta, beans, rice, all my smoothie ingredients like raw cacao and hemp seeds, all these things I didn't need to go running to Whole Foods to get. It was adding up really fast and I was just wasting time. So I have a few sources that I get these things from, but one of them is Thrive Market. And Thrive Market is Whole Foods meets Costco, but you don't have to go to it because it literally comes to your door. And all those things I mentioned, like raw cacao, hemp, gluten-free pasta, some of our gluten-free crackers, these are all things I get from them because they're things that I would get from Whole Foods but are a fraction of the cost, and plus, I don't even have to leave my house. So go check it out. It's pretty awesome. And you can get some great deals. And if you click on that link, it gets even better because they waive some fees that you would have if you just signed up going through their site. So that was announcement number one. Announcement number two is July 1st to 30th. We're having a 30-day free challenge I hope everyone listening tunes into it. It's going to be amazing. Whether you're on vacation during that time or you're home, this challenge is going to be about really five-minute tasks each day, and it is around your calendar. So one of the things that I've found in talking to people as I traveled around the country this year and having people in programs is that one of the biggest problems with implementing healthy eating is that we don't feel like we have the time. And I used to focus a lot on the mindset around it, and I still do, uh, because a lot of us have mindset issues around making time for healthy eating. But what I realized is that there's a bunch of people who actually really don't have the time, because literally we filled our days with all these things, like work and kids' activities and just lots of things that 
and there is no space to make good food. There literally is no time. And so in this 30-day challenge, we are going to add things to our calendar to block out the space and the time that we need to make some of these healthy changes that we want to make happen. Doesn't that sound exciting? I hope it sounds as exciting to you as to me. I'm a complete sort of calendar planning kind of junkie. I admit that I don't always follow through. So part of the challenge is going to be putting these things in and figuring out systems that will make you follow through. So tune in. You can go to plansimplemeals.com slash calendar and you will be able to sign up for that free challenge, which again is running July 1st to July 30th. And don't fret if you're going on vacation because either you can catch up when you get back, all the prompts will be in your email box, or it really only does take five minutes and I believe that you could even do it from vacation if that felt like an act of self-care. I am super excited to have Julia Sarver on the podcast with us today. Let me tell you a little bit about her and how I got to know her. So we were part of a, a mastermind together, so we got to know each other a little bit there. And she is, sadly, I found out after I went to Portland, Oregon, that she's from Portland, Oregon, but she's a holistic health coach and business strategist for health coaches. And she's also the mom to a three-year-old. In her mind, the world's cutest, which I, I can actually say that because I don't even have a three-year-old to compete with yours. Um, so she's run her own health coaching practice based in Portland since 2009 and has led over 1,000 clients to success with her short detox program, which I'm super excited to dive into today as well. Um, and she loves a giant salad with a side of fries. So she's my girl because that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> um, and she doesn't like sugar-coated anything, including advice. So we're excited to have her here today. And we will share at the end of the podcast how you can get a hold of her. So welcome, Julia. Thank you so much, Mia. I'm so thrilled to be here today and to have this conversation with you. I know. I'm psyched. So let's go back a little bit. Um, so I'm like doing the math. So you've been a health coach before you were a mom. <laughs> yes. Um, so how did you get into the world of health coaches? Have you always been of health coaching? Have you always been super healthy or was that part of your journey? No, I've, I've always been really healthy. And I, my mom is foreign, so she's from Denmark. So she mm -hmm. never bought into the whole like TV dinner, you have dessert every day concept <laughs> that can You're be seen lucky. here. Yeah. Well, I am lucky, except for when I was a kid and she would send me with uh, my lunch to school. Everyone would, I mean, I would literally have like cut up broccoli and cauliflower and everyone else <laughs> had bags of Doritos. So I definitely felt like I was a little bit on the outside, yeah. but you know, for, for a lifelong um, lesson, it, it certainly was one that I'm grateful for. So it, it makes it easier to eat healthy now because it's just something we've always done. Yeah. So yeah. So I got in, into health coaching because I actually had a health crisis. So I was okay. one of those who, um, I kept, I just wasn't feeling well. And I kept going to the doctor and they kept telling me nothing was wrong with me. Well, have you ever run a marathon? Oh no. Okay. So I did. Yeah, I did one once. So I, the reason I'm asking is because this is what basically broke me. So I did this marathon. I trained with a friend, okay. um, also pre-child. So I actually had the time to do it. Um, and I ran the marathon and I did it. And I was like, I can't believe I just ran 26 miles in a row. Um, and a week later I couldn't run. Like I had no oh energy. My, my body was totally destroyed. I couldn't even go a mile. 
And what it turned out was that I'm highly sensitive to gluten. Mm -hmm. And when you're running a marathon, I was following sort of the standard advice that I was reading in the running magazines, which was, you know, carb load, have some pasta, have a bunch of toast. Like they tell you to wake up at like 4 a.m. and eat and eat peanut butter and toast before the race so that your body has time to metabolize metabolize it. But for me, it just turned out that it just pushed me too far. So I had a long recovery coming back from that. I've been gluten-free for a long time um, before there was even a gluten-free aisle in the grocery (laughs) store. And um, that's how I got started was because I started eating differently and it totally changed my life. So I sort of knew immediately that I wanted to share that that transformation with other people. Mm, I love that. So, and it's interesting because I find, you know how there's some, I always tell the story of my pediatrician, like I'm learning how to have a conversation with him and I don't know why I still have the same pediatrician. That's a whole other conversation, but um, I've learned to just say the right things. I think he'd be great in an emergency. We just haven't luckily had one yet. Um, but with the food advice, not so perfect. Um, but I have the same situation sometimes with gym teachers and that whole uh-huh. carb thing of like, needing to load up the kids on, you know, pizza and whatnot, like before the Olympics, or I'm just thinking of something that happened at school. And I was like, yeah, no, they don't, they don't need that. Like, that's not good. Like, where did this whole, do you know where the whole pasta thing even came from for athletes? I I feel like that's my guess is because it's pretty easy to digest and it turns into fast carbs would be my guess. Yeah. But yeah. You know, like the night, the night before the marathon, they invited, it was the Portland marathon. They invited everyone to like a pasta feed and I, I don't know. I yeah. think maybe it's just become tradition, but it's, it's sort of ingrained in the culture and it was a huge wake up call for me. Yeah. And well, and gluten is my story too, actually. So I didn't right. find out until after my kids that I shouldn't have yeah. ever had, had gluten, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a big deal when I took it out. And so for me, the change, I felt it pretty instantaneously, at least the energy part. Did you have mm-hmm. that experience? Oh, totally. I mean, I was like at this place where I was, I, I mean, I get up early, I, I'm an early bird, but I was showing up late to work mm-hmm. because I just couldn't get out of bed. I was so exhausted. So yeah, it was very fast for me too. Okay. And then, and then, and then once you feel that good, you never want to go back. Yes. <laughs> You're like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. It's funny. Like I get that question so much of like, don't you feel like you're missing out? And it's like, you don't really feel that when you feel good. Cause if you can associate with feeling good with the food you're eating, then why would you want to eat food that made you feel tired and bad? Right. right? right. <laughs> so it's like, it's hard to explain logically to people, yeah. but it's true that once you find that food that really makes you feel good, it's willpower is a lot less of an issue. Totally. I've had the same experience. Yeah. So, well, before we go on to more questions, tell me a little bit, can we go back to that thing of your mom? Cause I love that. Yeah. Cause I think it's a big, <laughs> and now you are a mom. So you're probably mm-hmm. running into a similar thing, although not quite at three, but it's interesting. Um, because I feel like that's a big deal for moms, like not wanting their kids to miss out on like Coke, like that would actually be something you'd miss out on. But, um, right. So what, like, I don't know, so you felt a little bit out of it, but in the end, did it all feel good? Or do you have any advice for those moms who are feeling like the only, like they know better, but the only reason they would do it was to have their kids fit in? Oh, that is such a great question. And I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before (laughs) Um, in that way, because people have heard this story about my mom before. So my mom is, is very independent, which is, must be where I get it from. Um, and I, I mean, I remember 
like the most mortifying moment was that the the hall lunch monitor, I guess it's just the lunch monitor, mm-hmm. point like made a comment about how healthy my lunch was and I wanted to like die <laughs> in my seat. But, you know, that's like the one memory I have of it. Other than that, it was just like always I just ate it and I yeah. I you know, it was just it didn't ever become a big deal and I don't remember it being a big deal. I don't remember fighting with my mom about it um, because it wasn't, you know, like she would make dessert on the weekends and we would get, you know, stuff as treats, but they were like truly treats. It didn't become a daily habit ever. And did you ever Um, rebel or no? Like, did you go off to college and decide to binge? I I did a little bit, but not that much, you know, like I, cause I just sort of was like, Oh, Hey, I just put on some weight and also I feel terrible. So let's go back to eating the way I used to eat. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, for me, it's been, it was, I don't feel traumatized or anything like that. So if you're, you're a mom who's struggling with it, you know, I mean, this is something I've realized after becoming a mom too. Like you have to do the best you can. You have to pick the battles where you pick them. And some things is, you know, it's okay to let them have a Coke every now and then. They're not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's interesting so. though, because um, I, I have to say, I'm, my kids are never having Coke <laughs> well, until they are, rebel. Right? <laughs> but yeah. um, it's interesting because I did do, I went through a phase where I got into doing exactly what I'm doing because I had interviewed, I, when I changed my food, I interviewed a lot of sort of guru type people and they were all mm. older. They all seemed to be older men and women, but they were all older. So they weren't necessarily like in the field, but they had been in the heyday, which was more around when we were little. And um, they hadn't, they, and they had been very strict at home and their kids had all gone off and basically done the opposite. And yeah. I was like so shocked by that, that I immediately like turned my work to the parenting side. Cause I was like, yeah. what is going on? Like how, how can all these people who I want everything they have to offer me, like have raised kids who don't want that too. And so then I started asking around to like a lot of high school kids whose moms I knew were super healthy um, and probably always sent them, you know, like the brown bread sandwich to school. Um, (laughs) That's exactly what I had. (laughs) Yeah. But they were all really appreciative. So Mm -hmm. maybe they weren't at all times. But as they got older, because I was talking to kids who were like on their way to college and college is hard to navigate healthily. Sure. You know, so it's like you're giving all these tools for that moment. And then I was like, all right, we, I can do this. <laughs> I can be that yeah. mom. <laughs> um, well, and I, you know, it's I, I'm laughing at you saying about your kids never having Coke because I totally, you know, it is also terrible. And I feel like the clients that I work with, I I am all about getting people to make the better decision in the moment. Yeah. So, you know, it's, and I think that we get so tied up in our food and it becomes so emotional. And then we do this weird thing where we like, like you're saying the word rebel, which I think is exactly the right word. There's a way we can rebel against ourselves, against the rules, whatever it is with food and like drinking that Coke all of a sudden becomes this act of resistance. And for me, um, you know, I, at the beginning, you'd mentioned that I've done these short detox programs and they've been really successful and popular. And I think part of the reason for that is that it's, they're approachable, they're short, it's easy to be successful. And you don't feel like you have to have that rebellion moment in the middle where you just, you know, say, forget this, I'm not doing it. Even if you're the one who like agreed to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And, and it's like, and it's human nature to do that. I think like, it's very hard to make a decision in the moment about food like who wouldn't want the chocolate cake in the moment like I feel like right. whenever I, I, the reason 
you know, I think you have to remove yourself from the moment and think about the later moment, <laughs> the yeah. seven years from now. Will I, will I have liked if I had that cake every day? Right. Um, <laughs> but so, so tell us, so in, and in that detox program, what you're doing is you're taking out gluten, dairy, and sugar. Is that right? That's right. So those are the top three foods that I think people rely on mm -hmm. very heavily in our culture. It's like you can have all three in every meal. Mm -hmm. Um, which I just generally don't think is healthy to eat the same thing over and over. And, you know, those are the most inflammatory foods that most of us experience. Yeah. And I find that when people are willing to try some different uh, meals, you know, and this is a totally whole foods based detox program. So you're eating real food. Um, you get to actually chew. It's not like it's a juice cleanse or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but people find that in just five days, they're able to have amazing results. And again, if, if you think back to what I was saying that I had this experience where I ran the marathon and then I felt terrible, um, that for me, they're, they're having a similar transformation, which for me is so important showing people like, look at what's possible, look at how you can feel. Um, and then they get to choose, they get to decide, do they want to add those foods back in or not? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, if we can make that much change for people in five days, just think about what's possible over five weeks, five months, yeah. a year. So yeah. yeah. And gluten, like, I don't know. I feel like everyone who really tries it, like there is just, I feel like even if you're not sensitive to it, everybody experiences a little of that fog. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that you get. So anybody, I feel like anyone can benefit from taking it out, whether they're sensitive to it or not. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it's one of those things where until you try it, you don't believe it. So yeah. it's like people always will say like, oh, well, you know, all this, you know, this study says that it's not even real. And I'm always like, just try it. Just try. <laughs> just see what happens when you try. Like sometimes, sometimes we don't have, like, if we're looking for the evidence that doesn't necessarily show up in the way we want it to, if you look to the scientific community, yep. that said, there's also plenty of research that shows that gluten is problematic. But for me, the biggest sort of test is to say, like, how does this work for me and my body? What are, what are the reactions I'm experiencing? Um, you know, and it's hard, like, once you experience that, it's really hard to discount it. Yeah. So, so I know that when people come into your detox, I think this is if I understand correctly, like a lot of times people are coming into this as their first experience of taking these things out. So sometimes yeah. I feel like, you know, it has been eight years. So, you know, for everyone listening, it just gets easier and easier for me. You know, mm -hmm. for me, I haven't had gluten or, or dairy um, in eight years and wow. it's been amazing. Not even once? You didn't cheat? No. Wow. That's uh, so by mistake at the very beginning... I didn't understand this, like, th I didn't understand to make sure that there was no soy sauce and things. Um, ah. So that, but I could like, after I had had it out of me entirely for three months, if that happened, like even a smidgen, I would call my husband because I would like fall asleep like I had taken 10 Benadryls. Like oh, I was so exhausted, like if I, just a little bit worked its way in, but no, I haven't had wow. it ever <laughs> just because I had such amazing health I mean I lost the weight like that was the story that people connect to the most but the biggest right. thing for me actually was that I had these I had two things I had awful seasonal allergies mm. and um so the part I share the most is that I didn't take the medicine for that anymore and I also mm -hmm. had ba really bad ear infections so I would have to take antibiotics like twice a year um because my eardrum would burst and it would get really oh, infected geez. And so those two things haven't happened ever since I stopped take, doing gluten and dairy. 
but um and so i always talk about the medicine part but those things also like really got in the way of my life like because i felt like i was yeah. always like had these big eyes and was like crying like everyone always thought i was crying um oh, but it was just that i had these really bad allergies and they would just Man. get in the way of concentrating um so it's... i was like if i can get rid of that then i'm not going back <laughs> yeah well, I mean, and that's like, so the things you're talking about, so many people just tolerate those kinds of th symptoms yeah. and just think it's normal. So that's like, you know, when I was going to the doctor and I was like, I just, I'm really tired. I don't feel good. They were like, well, are you stressed? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm stressed, but this feels like more than stress. Like it's not normal. If that's how you're feeling that tired, if your allergies are that bad, something's going on. So, yeah. you know, it's worth looking into. Yeah. It's in, and it's interesting because, you know, it's, I, I mean, I was well over 30. Mm -hmm. And I had been to doctors and you mm -hmm. know, thinking my mom used to always think I had chronic fatigue syndrome, Oh um, man! you know, cause I was tired. I was tired a lot. Cause, cause I really, I do have a gluten sensitivity like that. That's for real. I think the dairy I could probably tolerate with a slight stomach issue, but it just doesn't mix well for the sinuses. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's amazing. It's really amazing what, what that, what it all does. Yeah. So, Tell me a little bit about like, so the, those people who are coming in new, mm -hmm. I think the whole, that whole tangent started with the fact that I know that I, at this point, I feel like I take a lot for granted <laughs> just cause yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's what we do. But, um, like, what do you think, what are your, what is your advice to those people who are like, oh my God, like, how would I ever get those things out? Like, where do you start? Like, what are the little things that really make a big difference in that, well, in that, in that yeah. three days? <laughs> No, that's great. That's a good, um, that's a great question. So I will just, I would say to those people, um, the, the day that I got my test results back that showed me that I had a gluten sensitivity and I also actually also have the dairy sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Um, I cried. So like, mm -hmm. I was like horrified that, and I was convinced I was never going to eat anything delicious again. Right. Um, and for like a month I craved cheese ravioli. So and I don't even like cheese ravioli. Like it was just this thing that like, it, like the mental mind game was so strong yeah. that I was like upset over this thing that I didn't even like just because I knew I couldn't have it. Yeah. So, so first I just want to say you're not, you're not alone. It can yeah. feel really weird and hard. And that doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile. And if you get support, like by listening to podcasts like this one, by researching, by reaching out to a coach, those things can make it easier. And, you know, the simple things I would say are really focus on what you can eat. As corny as that sounds, like instead of thinking about, oh, my gosh, I can't have toast. Well, think about like what is available to you. Stock your fridge with those items so that when you have a moment of weakness, that you have something you can eat and, and reach for instead of, um, you know, going back on the thing that you've said you weren't going to do. Um, the cheating, like I said earlier. Um, and then, you know, another thing I think is to really pay attention to what's going on in your body. And sometimes the best way to do that is to actually write it down. You don't always realize how bad you're feeling until you track it, until you look at it at the end of the week and you're like, okay, well, every day, you know, before you might go on a program like this, you're like, I have sinus problems. I have gas. I don't sleep well. Um, and then after a short cleanse program, you know, all of a sudden maybe you're sleeping better and your sinuses have cleared up and you don't have that all day long gas and you don't drag at three o'clock. That can be so eye opening to people to just get really aware of what, what are the actual changes? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that's really important. And it's back to that idea of what we tolerate 
um, yeah. and don't even realize that we tolerate. I remember once leading this group of women and it came up that almost every single one of them, I think there was everybody but one, took Benadryl to sleep. These are people who didn't know each other before they walked no. into the room. Like, and, and it was just like sleep was this huge issue and they didn't want to take sleeping pills. So that's how they fell asleep at night. And I was like, oh my gosh. whoa, like that's like it was like really like it was like everywhere from like a college kid to, you know, an 80 year old woman. Um, and I just couldn't be, like that was just so shocking to me. And mm-hmm. so I realized, though, that, you know, this impact and it's because I say that because a lot of the changes that I hear most frequently have to do with sleep um, and sleeping better and people not realizing that they didn't sleep, not sleep well before, you know, because right. our bodies work hard to digest. And if they're working hard all night, we're not sleeping quite as well. Right. I mean, it's 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 such it's all cascades into, you know, one thing cascades into another, like eating better cascades into better sleep, better thinking. I mean, really, the changes can be systemic on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally systemic. It's not like just one thing in your life will change. Lots of things will change. And so, you know, if you can get clear about what are the results you're actually getting, like, like you said, then the change is easy. It's easy to say, you know what, I sleeping and feeling better are so much more important to me than that piece of bread. Yeah. Like it's not even a, a competition anymore. Yeah. And I, with your first thought about what you can eat, I did two things. So when I first started all this, you know, there was gluten-free products starting to come about, but it was pretty hard actually to find stuff that was gluten-free and yeah. dairy-free. Um, and actually I, I was, I was pretty much vegan at that point. So I, I wasn't doing eggs either. So it was really hard to find that. Um, and I didn't know how to cook. Like I had, no, <laughs> I did not grow up with my, your Danish mother and, um, my mom is awesome. So you were on a learning curve. Yeah. My mom was <laughs> awesome. But like, that wasn't something that we definitely, we learned in our house necessarily was, you know, I grew up in new Orleans. So imagine what mm-hmm. the food was. Um, so, well, I can't even remember where I was going with that. Um, oh, the whole so when idea I, of yeah. So when I, so when I first started, what I did was I made a list of what I, like I literally went to the grocery store and like went up and down the aisles and just did this exercise of writing down everything I could eat. And I remember just being kind of shocked, like, oh, like it's actually kind of okay. Like I just can't eat the stuff really out of the boxes that I shouldn't probably right. be eating anyway. Um, and then so that was like kind of phase one as I was learning how to cook. And I, I took it all so simply. Like I literally ate the same 10 things for quite a long time before I broadened my horizons. <laughs> um, but the other thing I did sort of w- once I even already had the habits was I turned it and I was like, I would make these games of how many veggies I could eat. And I realized that that also shifted any thoughts about missing out on other stuff you know because it's hard actually to eat 10 full servings of veggies a day it takes really is (laughs) (laughs) and so if that's really what we're supposed to get like that takes some thinking and there's not that much space for the other stuff Um, which was kind of interesting to me like that we focus so much on the things that you know we think we don't want but like if we're just focused on what we need there's actually like you know that takes some time um yeah and some yeah it takes some space in our tummies it, it does. And I love what you made this comment you just made about, oh, the only thing I couldn't eat was the box stuff. Because yeah. I think there is, as you go through this process, this moment of, oh, 
this can actually be easy. I mean, and that's, and that's one of the things that like I really talk about with the programs that I run is how do we make this easy? How do we make it fun? How do we make it so that you're not feeling sorry for yourself all day? Because we can certainly fall into that trap too. Like remember me crying about the ravioli I didn't even like. It was like such a, it was really about just being restricted. And as an independent person, I don't like to be restricted. Yeah. But you know, you can really look at, there's so many other ways to look at it and so many other options. So I think um, that makes just such a difference in your ability to be successful. Yeah. And the restriction thing, like, I mean, literally that happened to me last week. So I have pretty much started every day with a smoothie for the past like seven years with a couple of exceptions, you know, on weekends, if we make something nice, but weekdays, pretty much, I always start the day with a green smoothie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so <laughs> a few weeks ago, I was leading a cleanse that we were going to start every day with a smoothie. And I literally woke up that morning hungry. Like, what am and I you were doing? like, no, but I was like, you know what, like, <laughs> I've always had a, like, that's such a mind game. Like I always start, there's nothing different about right now than there was yesterday, except that I think that for three days I'm doing a, you know, a cleanse. Do you know what I mean? So I was just like, this is, it was so in my mind. Well, and I have to tell you, like I, one of the reasons I created this program was because I kept trying to do cleanses and I kept failing Mm. and I was completely, um, you know, here I am, this holistic health coach, I'm interested in health and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do anybody else's cleanse. Like Mm. I have one time my husband, I was on this like 12 day vegan cleanse or seven days or whatever it was. And I was starving and I, my husband caught me in the bottom of a tortilla chip bag. Like I just like <laughs> lost it in the middle of the cleanse. He walks in the kitchen, like my head is in the bag and he's like, what's happening in here? Like, what do you need? And I just was like, I hate this. And I think it was like purely the mind game. So you yeah. know, I think it just helps to acknowledge that that's there for yeah. me. Like I will, in, in those moments, I'm like, do I actually want this thing or am I just mad about this? Yeah. And it's like, oh wait, this is just me being really emotional about something that is not really that big of a deal and I could probably let it go but, and it's you know and it's totally funny normal. to hear that you have it too <laughs> yeah no it is and like I think people have written books on this you know of the study mm-hmm. of like how much like we don't want to do what we're supposed to do right and so there's all yeah. these tricks that people give like writing things down and all that kind of stuff but like it's just it's human nature right to want to do the yeah. the opposite <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about so one of the things that comes up I think as as moms <laughs> is that life get is a little busier than maybe it was before we were moms. <laughs> just a little. Um, just a little. And so we end up with a lot on our plate and sort of getting, you know, feeling strung out because we're just doing a little bit of everything. So mm-hmm. I, you, you, I know that you have some thoughts about doing less even better. So do you want to talk about that for a minute? This is my most recent mantra. It's something I've been practicing for the last year because when I had my son, you know, like before you have kids and you're like, why is this so hard? And then you have a child, you're like, oh, this is why it's so hard. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I totally had that experience. Um, my, uh, my son is actually a great eater, but you know, one of the things that we do is we try to give him a couple of different food options. But when I say that, I mean, I'm not trying to put like some gourmet meal on the table. I'm like really focused on what's a good protein. Well, I'll eat what's, what are some vegetables and let's call it good enough. So I've definitely changed how I cook like, and and I'm doing less better. So I am not, um, 
you know, adding 45 ingredients to a soup. It, it's a much simpler soup. It still tastes good. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm, I'm a super foodie. My husband works for a winery. So going out to these gourmet meals was like used to be our, like a, a weekend activity for us before we had a child. Mm -hmm. So we've both sort of had to change how we even look at food and really shift it more towards it being, um, a source of nutrition and, you know, still enjoyment, but not to that same level as it used to be. Yeah. So for me, really simplifying our routine, having four or five things for breakfast that we have just sort of consistently over and over, um, but rotating it so it stays interesting, um, you know, making sure that dinners, like I definitely plan my meals. It makes a big difference both in the grocery store mm -hmm. bill getting through the grocery store and, you know, making sure that we're eating well. Mm -hmm. um, that for me has become even more important than it was before. Yeah, because you have your attention I, sometimes probably on a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, right? I do. And, you know, and he's very busy and he's very funny and he wants to help. But, you know, like when he naps on the weekend, like I don't want to spend that entire time at the grocery store or chopping vegetables. Like I definitely yeah. want to have some downtime for myself too because – like you said, as, as a mom, things can feel a little bit chaotic. So it's good yep. to make a little space for myself too. And I mean, that's part of doing less better is that I'm, I'm, I'm making things simpler. So like steamed carrots are a regular staple right now because I know, are they that exciting? No, but my son loves them. I think they taste okay. They, they fill you up and you know, lots of nutrition. And five years ago, I would never have thought to serve that. I, right. I know how ridiculous that sounds, but like I, <laughs> I would never have done it five years ago. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, and I love that you're like, I feel like that's a meeting in the middle, which feels really nice because I know that like, I feel like with our first, it was a little like, it was, we used to maybe not always be at the table altogether. I'd always sit and eat with him, but sometimes we'd eat our sort of quote unquote more gourmet meals later right. um, after he went to bed. But then, you know, as as our family grew, like, and they're getting older now, so I have a 13 and a 10 and a 8-year-old. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so we <laughs> sit down high. for dinner every night, but it's like you, you kind of have to, like, there's this scenario where people are making box macaroni and cheese every night and then feeding themselves something different because that's not what they want. So I love that you can, like, meet healthy in the middle, right? Like, so you're maybe yeah. not having your... The, the perfect thing that you would want, you know, that gourmet dish, but also your child's, you know, getting some fruits and veggies in, which is great. And I think it's, you know, I think we can reframe how we look at how we eat together as a family, because I actually did the exact same thing you did, that we would feed my son something, put him to bed, and then we would eat this like fancier meal. Mm -hmm. But then we were like, what? We're doing a million dishes a night. Yes. There's never any downtime. This isn't working for us. And we just agreed, like, we're just going to simplify our food. And even we have like a day a week that's just the leftovers day now where we just clean out whatever's in the fridge and don't cook anything. Yeah. And then we also often will go and meet at like Whole Foods because Whole Foods has that great hot bar mm -hmm. and salad bar. And once a week, we just eat there just to yeah. give ourselves a break. Like, yeah. and is it fancy? No, but it tastes good. It's healthy. And it means I don't have to do dishes one night of the week, which for me is great. Yes. So. And, and I feel like that um, knowing what that place is for everyone is like, that, that's a fabulous yes. idea. I, I tend to do that. Like I make a list of like the places that I know we could go if we need to. Um, mm -hmm. And cause we, we actually have, I have, my daughter has a pretty serious gluten and dairy allergy, which definitely limits even the whole foods option um, <laughs> sometimes. Bummer. But like I have the list. 
Um, yeah. So I know exactly where we can go on that night where I'm like, I just like cannot do this tonight, you know? Yeah. Um, especially if I'm alone <laughs> with all three. Yeah. Like, I just like, I can't do it tonight. And that's cool because yeah. I'm going to take care of myself because that's going to make everybody have a better evening. Right. And, and I think it's so like, I think what you've just said is so key that you take parents need to take care of themselves too. It's okay. If we don't have it be exactly a hundred percent perfect every single day of the week, you know, if you can get to 80 or 90%, great, that's better. You know, any improvement you can make in my opinion is worth the effort because over time the benefits you get will be, I mean, they're immeasurable and, and they're priceless. It's totally worth protecting our health to the extent of our ability because, you know, you can't, if you're not healthy, it's really, what's the point of everything else? Like if you're feeling terrible going through your day. So yeah. And, and actually a lot of moms who come through our programs, cause we're just serving moms over here at Plan Simple Meals is, um, is forget about the kids. Cause so often moms think about meal planning because they're wanting to do that for their kids but like I, my thing always to everyone is like, wait, wait, are you a hundred percent like feeding yourself well, drinking eight glasses of water a day? Like, are you doing right. all those things yourself? Because are you breathing? <laughs> I would seriously rather you feed your kids macaroni and cheese for three weeks and do that and like get that <laughs> because you'll be in a better place to be able to spread the, you know, spread the health afterwards. Oh, totally. You know, and I mean, you can't, you can't pour from an empty pitcher. No, you like you really can't, can't keep dumping out to other people if you're not refilling yourself. And I have to tell you, you know, after I became a mom, I have become so much better about my, my self care. Mm, my self care definitely looks different. So like, I'm not going away on, you know, a three day yoga retreat, <laughs> that stuff. Oh, but really? like I can, I am, yeah, these days it's not happening as much. <laughs> But um, I, I am so much more tuned in to when I need to be replenished. Like yeah. I start to feel like, oh, I am feeling, I really feel like I'm dragging and yeah. I have to fix that. And yeah. really taking responsibility for fixing that. I think that's something that we as moms forget to do too, because we're so far down on our own to-do list, on our own priority list. We forget that the only person who can make it better for us is us. Like I'm the one who has to make that happen for me. And that has been such an interesting and empowering switch for me that I can just be like, I actually need an hour right now. And if I don't get this hour, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. And then just take the hour without any guilt about it because I can know, I just know that that's the only next choice for me. Does yeah. that make sense what I'm saying? Oh my God. And I love it. And I think that hour can sometimes happen when you think you're supposed to be making dinner. Like, and probably totally. a lot of times that's when you need to take it. So like, yes. and that's when you need to either go to Whole Foods or have dinner an hour later or get something yep. out of the freezer or just figure it out because. Just give them a crudite plate. Like yeah. it's fine. You know, it's yeah. okay. Like I had a friend text me the other day. Cause also, I don't know if you ever have this happen because you're in this industry too, but a friend texted me. She's like, Oh, you know, I gave my daughter chicken and peas and grape tomatoes. What a terrible dinner. Oh my God. <laughs> I, was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I'm sure you served some gourmet, perfectly healthy thing. I'm like, that is a great dinner. Like, why are you putting so much pressure on yourself? Did she eat it? Did she like it? Was it yeah. easy for you? Great. Yeah, that's and that's definitely my advice around school lunch because I feel like we're always trying to, for whatever reason, get variety around school lunch. I'm like, that's like yeah. the place you don't need variety. Just like know the five things that are going to get eaten that are healthy right. and send those like Monday, like just yeah. do it. Like the Monday's the same, Tuesday's the same, Wednesday's the same because we'd rather the grape tomatoes be eaten than put in like five things that won't, you know? 
I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this has been awesome. I love that we are going to, we're not really ending, but that that was the final thought. Cause I hope that that's what everybody listening takes is to go take some time for themselves when they're cool. listening to this. So tell us a little bit about how we can find you. And then I have a final question that I ask everyone who's okay. on the podcast. Oh, great. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> um, so you can find me at eatwithoutapology.com. So if you are, and what that website really is about is let's find a way for you to eat that works for you without you feeling guilty about it. Yeah. And um, that for me is really important. Just like what you're saying, take away the guilt, do the best you can for yourself if today you ate, all you ate was chocolate cupcakes, well, tomorrow's another day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's where you can find me. And I still do offer those detox programs. They're short, they're five days. People get really incredible results. They, you know, say that they sleep better, they lose weight, they have energy. People have even told me their teeth get whiter. So um, <laughs> it's pretty that. incredible. Yeah. And, what can ha- and I've had over a thousand people go through it. So like, I know it works. Yeah. And it's also... Um, you know, the other thing that's really important to me is it's a lot of fun. We build a really great community and it's a great way to connect with other people. Um, and just, just take a a week to really take good care of yourself. That's awesome. And how often do you do them? I do them pretty much every quarter. So a couple times, four to five times a year. Cool. And that's where you, you would find out about them at eatwithoutapology.com. Yep. Cool. All right. So everyone can go check that out. So here's the final question. And actually I'm just realizing that um, it's a little unfair because sometimes we, we arrange this on the side, but sometimes when people arrange this through a calendar, they get a reminder that this will be the question. <laughs> um, <laughs> so sorry, I'll do my best. but so tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you and it could have been because of the food or the company or a major aha you had while sharing it. I can, that's easy. I can do it. So my birthday uh, was just a few days ago. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. And one of the things I've been working on is to practice what I preach. Mm -hmm. Um, And and my my mom and my husband are both like, they love to throw a party. And so they always want me to do a party on my birthday. Uh And this is is the first year I said no. I said, I don't want to have a fan. I don't want the pressure of a fancy dinner. I don't want, like, I just want us to be together and eat something really simple. So what we ate, and, and you're going to laugh so hard, but I said, what I want is champagne, uh-huh. oysters, gluten-free pizza, and a piece of gluten-free cake that nobody else eats. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and they were like, what? Because, like, in years past, I would be like, you know, fancy sushi, fancy whatever. I was like, that's it. That's what I want. Like, I just want us to be together. And honestly, it's the best birthday dinner I think I've ever had. Oh, that's because awesome. there was there was no pressure. There was no expectation. It was just us being together and we just had a really nice time. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, I totally relate to the gluten-free pizza thing because I don't have pizza very often, but I think I yeah. request it usually on my birthday. Yeah. So I like that. <laughs> Every now and then you need to treat yourself with the things you don't usually eat. And I will tell you, because we have leftover cake and it was over the weekend, I definitely don't like to eat a lot of sugar. I can already feel it in my body and I'm already back on track because, you know, sometimes you get those reminders that, oh, wait, my body doesn't actually like this very much. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode and sharing all these stories and strategies for everyone. I think we all appreciate every single one. So thanks. Thank you, Mia. This was uh, so much fun. I really appreciate it. All right. So bye, Busy Mamas. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Loved that conversation with Julia. 
it is just so fun, such an honor to be able to talk to such amazing mamas and people who are just doing such great work in this world. So as you guys know, at the end of every episode, I share my favorite three doable changes from the episode. So what is a doable change? The thing is, is that really getting healthy as a family can be a big lifestyle change. But no matter how insurmountable it may feel, I have found that focusing on one doable change at a time can really help us to take small steps towards our big goals. A healthy lifestyle is really made up of lots of little things that when repeated regularly and added together over time make such a big impact in our lives. And it's hard in the moment because we have these long to-do lists and we want to do everything at once. But I promise there is powerful in one power, powerful power at one in one thing at a time. So if you choose one doable change once a week, I always do it on Sunday nights, and you really pick one thing that you're going to play with for the week, that you're going to figure out how to put different aspects of it into your calendar, make space for it. You're going to keep it fun. You're going to almost treat it like a an experiment, like you would have in grade school in science class. And you're going to put maybe sticky note reminders around the house, put reminders on your phone, whatever it is so that you can really play with and make this change part of your life. And you got to trust me on the one thing at a time because they really do add up. But it's really helpful to master and fit in one thing before you try to fit in 10 things. So a couple things that Julia shared in this episode that I think would be really good doable changes on to focus on one at a time. So not all three, even though I'm going to share three, you can take note. So the first is to focus on the positive. So if you're making changes to your diet, focus on what you can eat instead of what you can't. Stock up on really delicious foods that fit your new way of eating so that when you're hungry, you can go eat something yummy that actually serves you and not feel deprived. So I love this one and have truly experienced the benefit of it. So that one is focus on the positive. Spend a week playing around with that thought. The second doable change that she shared throughout the podcast was write down what's going on with your body. So this is about keeping a journal about how you feel. Did you sleep poorly? Do you have gas? Do you feel bloated? Are you getting tired in the afternoon? It's super easy to overlook all these symptoms that are coming into our world until you start to see how often they're actually happening. And a lot of times we just come to expect these things like gas and sleeping poorly. And we almost think that they're part of our life, but they don't have to be. And we can really sort of bring light to them when we're journaling and really tuning into how we feel on a daily basis. So this is a really good one and really actionable. Like you can just do that throughout the day, carry around a notebook. So knowing what is happening in your body And more importantly, knowing that you can do something about it is a really doable step towards deciding to make a bigger change. So love that one. Um, Might be mine for the week, actually. And the third thing that she shared, and mind you, in all these episodes, I feel like 
all of our guests are sharing so many nuggets of wisdom. So I'm just picking out the three that really call to me and have made a difference in my life as well. So simplify meal routines and planning. This might mean having a few go-to breakfasts that you can just put into rotation. It could mean that you simply cook a couple things with a few ingredients. Like you don't have to make it complicated. It doesn't have to be fancy to be healthy. This is a really important nugget to remember. And so if we focus on what works and not what you think you should be making, this is a huge, huge deal. So simplifying those meal routines and your planning. So you could plan one week and just repeat it over and over again until you got it down, until you're feeling good. We don't have to overcomplicate these things. And as you guys know, if you've been listening to me for a while and you know my story, this one was big in my change. So a lot of people are always like, Mia, how did you do it all? Like, how did you take everything out at once? But the secret to my success was, yes, I took everything out at once, but I ate the same thing every single day for six months. That's a long time. Don't necessarily recommend that to everyone, but it was how I made it doable because I was really going from like totally unhealthy to uber healthy and I wouldn't have been able to sustain it any other way. I simply wouldn't have. So just to repeat those three changes one more time, focus on the positive, write down what's going on with your body and simplify meal routines and planning. So again, it would be picking one of those for the week ahead, playing with it, having fun, scheduling it into your calendar, and making the change a reality. I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.